Hi, and welcome to Cave to the Cross Apologetics. I'm Tony. I'm Patrick. And we uh, are working our way through Greg Kokel's book, Tactics, right? The, the uh, heading here is a, a subheading, rather, is a game plan for discussing your Christian convictions. So he wants to tell us the best way, or a good way anyway, to discuss our Christian convictions with someone else without, you know, getting ugly and getting into a war with someone and fighting and yelling and all that kind of stuff, right? right? And so we've looked at the first couple of uh, chapters here. The first couple of chapters, he kind of set the tone and help us, helped us to, to find out uh, where he's coming from. Okay. Chapter three was an important chapter. That's the one that we uh, just looked at. And because it introduces his, what he calls the mother of all tactics, right? <laughs> <clears throat> and he, uh, he calls it Columbo, right? And the basic idea here is to ask questions, right? And uh, so that's what the Columbo tactic does. And it allows us now to, you know, he, he, he suggested that when an issue comes up, sometimes we have just a very short time period in order to respond. Right. And so what do you do in those situations? Well, he uh, he he wants us to um, uh, to be able to handle those types of things and to deal with them. And so he calls that the Columbo approach where you ask a question. Right. And you ask a question to gather information, to reverse the burden of proof right. and to lead the conversation in a specific uh, direction. Mm -hmm. And so he now will go through each of those in this in the next few chapters to help us to understand what he's talking about. In other words, why do we ask questions? What kind of questions do we ask? And, and where we're headed with those yeah, questions? All, all of part one falls <laughs> under the Colombo tactic. Yeah. That's how important and big and massive it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. So uh, when Lieutenant Colombo shows up at a crime scene, the first thing that he does is gather the facts. Right. Right? Like any good detective. Yeah. So in the same way, sometimes you'll need more information before you can proceed in a conversation. Right. Again, don't just make assumptions without understanding where the person is coming from. You need to gather information. Yeah. And so the best first question, this is again, this is the queen of all questions, I would say, in his in his approach here is you say the question is, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Right. What do you mean by that? Now, notice how that takes the pressure off of you. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've yeah. made a claim, right? And so now you're just asking, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Right. Right. Yeah. And so this is the, he says, this is the best first question that, uh, so, uh, so put that one away, you know, put that in our, in our quiver there and we can pull that out really quickly. And it allows now us to, to do all kinds of things that he's going to explain to mm -hmm. us here as we go through right. this. Right? Our, our, our <clears throat> awkward, um, uh, 15 year old uh, <laughs> conversation. All his were questions of what do you mean by that? What do you mean by wh which God yeah. are you talking about? What, yeah. what do you mean by God? What do you mean by not logically or uh, reasonable? Yeah, or, or, yeah. Or, yeah that um, kind of stuff. The yeah. person on the bus. What, what do you mean by God can't? Do, uh, can't, can't preserve his word. Yeah. Uh, so those are all th those things. He's he's going in and he's being his Columbo and he's he's asking those questions. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th there are um, kind of examples that he gives here and um, to to help illustrate the the, the gathering, what do you mean by that? The, right? yeah, the <laughs> gathering information. So someone might ask um, you, do you believe in evolution? So your rejoinder would be, what do you mean by evolution? Right. And that's it's not disingenuous. Right. Uh, right. They could be asking about something um, completely off topic. Yeah. Uh, it, it helps to, to steer the conversation into 
um, uh, a, a, a better form for you as far as like, well, okay, are you asking about microevolution, mm-hmm. macro, solar? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, the, the, that uh, that simple question has a lot of baggage behind it. And so you're asking, well, what do you mean by that? What What do you mean by evolution? And that helps to clarify where that person's coming from and why they might even be asking that. Uh, question, do you take the Bible literally? Well, that depends on what you mean by literally. What specifically were you thinking of? So yeah. again, just a different way of, of saying, what do you mean by literally? Mm-hmm. Great, uh, great thing. And especially, um, especially that question, because um, uh, straw man's abound within that question. <laughs> yeah. uh, science has proven there is no God. Really? Precisely how did science do that? Uh, if, uh, if you've uh, read with us through um, uh, how to be an atheist, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know the issues with that. But maybe they have a specific area uh, that they that they, they want to bring up, and so you might be uh, better prepared to answer that specific thing than talk about. Well, you know, scientists come up with theories, and it's really hard for them to to disavow their theories because they came up with it, and they yeah, they have yeah. a, a presupposition involved. So <clears throat> allow them to answer the question. Yeah. What do you mean by that? And you might even, as he said earlier in the previous chapter, you might get an education out of this, right? right? I mean, it's okay if, you know, you learn some things along the way right. as you're working your way through these questions. Right. Huh? It, to asking these questions isn't invasive. It's not accusatory. It's asking for more information, helping to clarify, and you're steering the conversation where you want it to go. That yeah. That's all the purpose. Uh, purpose of the Colombo tactic, because that's exactly what Lieutenant Colombo does. Mm-hmm. Or the final one, abortion is okay because fetus is a human, but not a person. Really? What's the difference between the two? And that is is a big one. Uh, Nancy Piercy in uh, Love Thy Body really uh, hones in on, on that separation as well. So um, asking a clarifying question to that uh, might allow you to utilize information learned in her book there. Yeah, yeah, good. And so um, notice uh, all of these are kind of versions of what do you mean by that, right? right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it applies to the specific question, but you're still really asking the same right. question. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So once you get that in your head as your initial, you know, salvo into the conversation, uh, that, that would be helpful. Now, what he says next is don't be surprised when your question, what do you mean by that, is met with a blank stare, right? And crickets. <laughs> <laughs> or someone uses that on you. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to talk to us about that yeah. uh, in, in, a, in a later chapter. But he says, you know, people don't know oftentimes what they mean much of the time. Yeah. Right. Often they're merely repeating a slogan right. that they've heard, that kind of stuff. And so uh, so, you know, they what do you uh, asking a question is the simplest way to kind of clear up the confusion. Right. Uh confusion that they might have and then the confusion that you would have in terms of trying to understand what they're trying to say. So it also gives you time to, you know, size up the situation and gather your thoughts and that sort of thing. So we want, we want the issues to be clear, right? So that everybody, you know, it's kind of like working through a problem by putting everything on the table so that we can all take a look at it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not ugly. It's not mean. You're not trying to, um, you know, uh, make the person look silly or dumb or whatever, that sort of thing. We're trying to just clear up the issue. What do you mean by that, right? And um, if it's a slogan that they've, you know, heard and that sort of thing and have never thought through, this is an opportunity now for you to minister to them in terms of helping them to think through exactly, you know, what does that mean that they have just said, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So... uh 
we're using the Colombo tactic. We're, we're using the, the question, what do you mean by that? There are three reasons why this is important. First, you don't want to misunderstand the person you're talking with, mm -hmm. right? So they might be throwing out a, a, a slogan that you've heard uh, a million times before. You know exactly what to, to respond to them, but they mean something completely right, different. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. or they're just getting into the subject and, you know, they're wanting to discuss with you because they know that you're a, a good Christian. And so, uh, of course, Constantine wrote the Bible and, <laughs> and threw out, threw out all, the, all the bad stuff. Everybody knows that. Okay, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, th th there are questions to unpack within there. And so they might not even be sh sure themselves and you're wanting to understand uh, where they're coming from. And that person's response might be, well, I was reading this book or I was watching Joe Rogan last night. And he, that's a famous one for Joe Rogan. <laughs> it always makes me like just want to itch my teeth every time he talks about it because he just needs somebody on there to correct him. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, second, you don't want to misrepresent uh, the person, right? So... Uh, by asking this clarifying question, they're able to say, well, okay, I don't, I don't mean a fetus is not a person, but you know what I mean? Like they can't feel pain or, you know, that, that, um, it, it's, it's only later that, um, the, you're able to, uh, you know, have brain function or, or what, whatever, whatever might be. So it allows that person to clarify themselves and for you to understand where they're coming from. And you're not attacking the straw man. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're not saying, oh, well, here's what you mean by it. And here's me knocking it down. And they're like, "Whoa, I, I that's wasn't not even, what I meant. I wasn't <laughs> even talking about that." So yeah, to, to okay. prevent that, that's not what I was even talking about. This, this this question of what do you mean by that helps to alleviate that. that so so we might want to understand or, or uh, uh, define what we mean in terms of a straw man, right? So what we're talking about there is uh, uh, it's it's called it's a logical fallacy, sure. and it's 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 whenever you are answering a question. Right, that was or or an issue that's not the real issue. Right, right. So a person has a particular position. They they let you um, know their position. They give you their argument for their position, and then instead of dealing with that position, you either misunderstand it or 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 uh, you know. Um, are confused or whatever, and so you answer a different question and you and you attack a different issue, and so that's called attacking a straw man. It's not the real issue. It's not the real argument that the person had. We want to be able to deal with the real argument, the real issue that they're talking about, mm -hmm. and so we need to listen to what they're saying, right, so that we can understand where they're coming from. Right. We don't want to misrepresent them. Right. And third, uh, you don't want to misunderstand him that is asking, what do you mean by that helps the other person to be clear in his, his or her mind what they're, what they're talking about. So, um, you know, you want to be clear what they're saying, they want to be clear, and it kind of parses that, um, that, that misunderstanding that you might have. <laughs> that happens with all conversations yeah. uh, between people, especially, uh, you know, people that you might not know fully. Um, or even, uh, you know, people that, that, that you do know that, uh, you want to keep friendships, but maybe you don't know as well. Um, yeah. so that, that just helps. Yeah. Cause you know, oftentimes as we mentioned, or as he has mentioned, uh, they're just repeating a slogan. Yeah. Like they don't even know what they, what they mean right. by it's that. It's just a clump right? of cells. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So you don't want them to. You're just a clump of cells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want them to, you don't want them to misunderstand themselves, right? What question are you really, or what issue are you really asking right. is what you have here. Right. So, you know, misunderstand the person. You know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to misrepresent the person. And we don't want the person to uh, misunderstand themselves. Right. Right? Maybe they have a, a real question. That was just the, the hidden question to 
you know, get you to react. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or there is a real question that they haven't even thought about yet. And so you want to kind of draw that out right. kind of thing. Right. right. So, we, you know, he, he tells us that we shouldn't underestimate the power of the question. What do you mean by that? Right. So um, use it often, he says. Right. So practice it. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Right. He says use it also often. It will keep you engaged in productive conversation while keeping the focus and the pressure on the other person and not you. Now, again, he's going to talk to us a bit about, you know, you know, when they ask us to defend our position. Right. But if a person makes a claim, uh, you know, the rules of engagement suggest that they are responsible to defend that claim and not just assume that everybody knows what they're talking about and that sort of thing. And so uh, so you make a claim, the pressure's on you to defend it. Right. Right. Um, and so he says, uh, look at what you've accomplished by, by just asking, what do you mean by that? Yeah. First, you immediately engage the non-believer in, in an interactive way, right? It it's, it's a, creates a dialogue. Second, you show a genuine interest in the other person's view, which is also important. You, you're, you are wanting to respond to, to, to their question. You're not just wanting to preach or um, be heard or say what you think they're saying. You're You're actively engaged in that other person's view. And third, you urge him to think more carefully about what he does. And fourth, you get a free education. (laughs) That might be the case. Finally, there's no pressure on you. You're in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. By, by asking that question, you can, you can kind of drill down even more about um, where, where you might be comfortable to, to, to respond to. So uh, again, uh, you're Lieutenant Colombo. You don't want to spook the, 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 (laughs) the murderer into um, fleeing. You want to <laughs> think that they've gotten away with it. And so, well, hold on. Let me ask you a question. What do you mean by that? Right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So that's uh, chapter four. Right. And it has to do with gathering information. One of what three parts to the Columbo right. tactic. Yeah. The next part to the uh, Columbo tactic is in chapter five. And uh, he, this one is entitled Reversing the Burden of Proof, mm. right? He says, uh, many challenges to Christianity thrive on vague generalities and forceful but vacuous slogans. In other <laughs> words, they're empty and they don't mean anything, right? And sometimes on the other side, they're too. They're <laughs> vague, right? Nobody knows really what they're talking about or what the slogan is or, or that sort of thing. And so many challenges, he says, to Christianity thrive on these types of things. <laughs> And so he asks us, how do uh, we help others to move uh, ex- uh, more explicit, uh, to be rather more explicit about their, their uh, reasons for their views? How do we keep them intellectually honest, right? So that's what we want to do next. We want to make sure that we um, uh, help people to, uh, to, to be honest about their particular views and to, uh, you know, ask them really, how do they uh, defend their views? Right? What right. are the reasons for their views? And so he says this second step of Columbo uh, will help. It's called reversing the burden of proof. Right. right. Again, when a person makes a claim, it is their responsibility uh, to be able to uh, defend that. Claim. Right. So kind of think of like a tennis match. You know, they've they've served the the the. The screamer to you. They think they've got the ace. I, yeah. I know that that <laughs> tennis terminology. And uh, and instead of you. Um, trying to smash it right back to them you're you're lobbing it back by using the question well what do you mean by that and so that assertion that they've they've gone to constantine was the one that created the bible respond to it yeah yeah well okay now now you're responding to what they think they you mean and what information you might have pieced together by kind of knowing about that but then you might get off tangent a little bit and so they've just 
created a, a argument for you to respond to uh, where they're the ones that made the assertion. Yeah, they made the claim. Yeah. So it's not your responsibility to defend their claim <laughs> right. Right? right? or to even refute their claim. They, at first, you need to understand what they're, right. where they're coming from. Right? So, so you're going to volley. You're going to volley yeah. and, and hit it back to them and put the burden of proof back on them. So what do we mean by reversing the burden of proof? Well, the burden of proof is the responsibility of someone to defend or give evidence for his view. Yeah. And so if, if you've seen kind of formal debates, um, they'll structure... Uh, kind of the, the the topic of the debate in an affirmation of something so that that uh, the the person who's responding is is responding in the negative uh, or, or or the positive so the, so the burden of proof rests on who's ever making the assertion and so the and generally the rule can be summed up this way whoever makes the claim bears the burden mm -hmm. you have to prove that Constantine was the one that changed the Bible yeah not yeah. not me to to tell you that you're wrong about Constantine changing the Bible. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So again, yeah. Yeah. ask a question. You're engaged. You're, you're you're not trying to belittle the person. Asking just what do you mean by that gives them the burden of proof back on them. They've made the assertion. You don't have to respond to that. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And so, uh, you know, natural impulse he tells us uh, for oh, more sure. aggressive Christians <laughs> is to take up the challenge, yeah. right, and attempt to prove the right. other person wrong. Yeah. He says, don't do it. <laughs> right? If it you try, it harder. Yeah. It's, it's harder, right? <laughs> yeah. He says, if you try to do that, you're just giving him a, a free ride because now, you know, um, they don't have to defend their claim. And so, you know, this is, I think, one of the, the major issues and the differences between presuppositional apologetic and, and evidentialism and other kinds. Oftentimes, folks, um, uh, are making these assumptions and they're not being challenged with regard to, you know, that particular assumption, right? Reason. You know, we have to be reasonable about, okay, well, fine. You know, now we want to, we want them to say, okay, what's the, what's your, what's the basis of reason? Where did it come from? What's the source of reason? That sort of thing. Right. right. Uh, so we don't get, we don't let them get uh, by with just, assuming that reason is something that we all use and can use right. and that it exists and that sort of thing. Well, where did it come from? Yeah. Oh, right? you, you, you believe in miracles, you know, <laughs> God, God could just uh, topsy turvy the entire universe if, yeah. if he did exist and create miracles. Well, hold on. You have to respond to where you think this, uh, you know, this standard comes by where we're able to, to, to know, um, you know, future events from past events, or uh, you're, you're the one that's going to have to explain why science is universal, uh, why it can't just change in a universe of change. Yeah. And so, so again, as Tony was saying, that it puts uh, the same uh, burden on them that they do on you mm. for explaining where your explanatory uh, power comes from right right good or you know in ethics right? right uh god is evil okay well what's your standard right how did you come to that why is that the standard yeah right so <laughs> using this tactic what do you mean by evil is yeah. is perfectly responsible yeah. uh, you know and you are driving the conversation to yeah. wanting to ask well by your standard what, what do you mean something is evil if yeah. you know uh, the universe winked into existence and <laughs> And, uh, you know, there, there's there's no uh, log ever behind it. What do you mean by evil? What yeah. do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. So as he says here, you know, at least for aggr aggressive Christians, the natural impulse is to kind of jump on it like a dog <laughs> on a bone, right? Yeah. Especially and, if you know the subject. Yeah. <laughs> he says, don't do this, you know, right? We're, we're letting them 
off too easily, right? He says the key here is not to allow yourself to be thrust into a defensive position when the other person is making the claim. Uh, it's not your duty to prove him wrong. It's his duty to prove his view is correct, right. right? I mean, if they make a claim, again, if initially it's their responsibility to prove that their particular claim is correct. And so don't get trapped into this, I need to prove them wrong, I need to prove them wrong. I need No, no, no. They need to prove that their position is correct. Right. So you're reversing the burden of proof, right? Mm -hmm. right? He says, kind of it's not your job to refute every story a skeptic can spin or every claim he can manufacture, right? You can just... Keep, keep hitting balls in you, and you're, yeah, you're just yeah. juggling them. Yeah. <laughs> if he makes the claim, then it's his responsibility to give reasons why anyone should take his claim seriously. Don't allow yourself to be thrust into a defensive position if you're not advancing a view. Place the burden of proof where it belongs on the one who's making the claim. No more free rides. Yeah. That's the rule from now on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> so what do you mean by that? Asking questions, uh, you're, you're, you're advancing the plot, and so yeah. that's what we're doing. So as noted earlier, an argument is a specific kind of thing, right? An argument is not merely assertion or opinion or an explanation. Think of an argument like a house, and, and this is the one uh, Greg Kokel uses of you don't you don't just set a roof on top and say you're done, or, or set a roof on the ground, yeah, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I right. put a roof on the ground, so I, yeah, there's house. my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, then then we get into forms and platonics and yeah, all, all the fun stuff of, of early philosophy. Um, but what what's a what's a roof supported by? It's supported by a wall. Well, yeah. the the roof is kind of the conclusion, right? It's right. it's it's the assertion, and the walls are the supporting ideas, the reasons to believe those conclusions, and us presuppositionalists want to talk about the foundation. Yeah. Good foundation yeah, yeah, laid out yeah. is where you want to kind of start. And, but if you're just asking, what do you mean by that? You're asking them, what are the walls that you're putting up? Not right. what the conclusion is. Yeah. It's the, why you, why do you believe that? Why, why do you think the roof can support, be supported by those walls? You know, the, the three little pigs put the roof on top of the, the straw Probably not going to sustain the the huffs and the puffs, but on bricks, more likely. So that's what that's um, that's the the idea here. Right. So notice, many people try to build their uh, roof right on the ground instead of erecting a good solid uh, wall. Right. And so again, the uh, walls are reasons to believe that the conclusion, the the uh, the roof, is true. Right. So the roof is the conclusion. It's the main claim. And the walls then get, are the reasons to believe that. the So they support the conclusion. Right. And so our job is to recognize that when the roof is, is lying flat <laughs> on the ground and just point it out. Right. right. You haven't given you haven't built any walls, by the way, you right. know, yeah. about, with regard to yeah. your claim. So we need to ask for reasons or facts that, for them to support their conclusion. Right. From them to support. So, so th right. think about this way: the the um the, the Bible was written by Constantine. Is the roof on the ground? And so, if you just took it and ran with it, you're saying, okay, hold on, let me let me build my foundation. Okay, I've God's word, and then I'm I'm putting this up, showing you know the five thousand different manuscripts that we can uh, turn to before Constantine. And you're building the walls, and you're going to set the roof of, and that's why we can believe the Bible. Right. right. Their roof is still on the ground. Yeah, you've mm. just built a house for them. <laughs> you don't need to. Do, you don't need to do that. And 
all they're going to say is, well, okay, it wasn't Constantine, but it was definitely the, the early church throughout the things. And, yeah, and they'll, the they'll might continue makes right. to lob balls at you there, yeah. right? That the, kind the, of stuff. I, yeah. I, Another story yeah. they'll spin. I read Bauer's right? hypothesis, and he says this. <laughs> so, we, okay, well, here's this book that I read by my Kruger and he makes this claim and this claim and you've just built another house and they're just able to make these roofs where they haven't built any houses. You've built them all for him. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what we're wanting to kind of get away from. So our second uh, Columbo question is designed to enforce the burden of proof rule. And that question is, how did you come to that conclusion? The question effectively shifts the burden of proof onto the challenger where it belongs. How did you come to that conclusion? What, what, what do you mean by that? How did you come to that conclusion? Right. So there are two very, very important questions in our arsenal in terms of dealing with these types of situations. What do you mean by that? You're trying to dig out and furrow out the, the, you know, what they're talking about, clarifying that sort of thing. And now this one. Okay, fine. Now we we're clear in terms of what you're talking about. How did you come to that conclusion? Right. So we're asking for walls, right? And you're still following the same rules. You're you're asking engaging questions. You're going to get an education if that person knows more. Yeah. You're clarifying where they're coming from so that you can actually deal with the wall that they're presenting you. Yeah. You're yeah. clarifying to themselves, to, to the person asking, what uh, what they're actually talking about. So we're all on the same page here. So reversing the burden of proof is, is, is not this... Um, trick to avoid defending your own ideas when we give opinions we have to answer for them just like anyone else we have a responsibility but so do they so you know we could say i like chocolate ice cream well why do you like chocolate ice cream no 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 you have to tell me why i like chocolate ice cream or why i shouldn't like chocolate (laughs) ice cream tell me why i shouldn't like chocolate well wait a minute no you're the one you know you're the one that made the claim you like chocolate ice cream so why do you like chocolate ice cream you know how'd you come to the conclusion that chocolate ice cream was the best ice cream (laughs) and so if if that's just you know about chocolate ice cream and it's like well because it tastes good okay you know that's a wall (laughs) but you know when it comes to uh you know god isn't real because you know, it, uh, he's just a, a product of Mesopotamian um, uh, goat herders who, who <laughs> just made him up to, to not be scared of the lightning. Okay. How did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. Because, I mean, whoa, that uh, Mesopotamia, that, that sounds like a big word to me. And goat herders, <laughs> that sounds like inflammatory language. So that seems like it's coming from a, kind of a bumper sticker, yeah. you know, Sky Fairy, spaghetti, uh, Flying Spaghetti Monster, all those those, those nifty fun uh, atheistic uh terminology to to kind of throw you for a loop (laughs) (laughs) so that's what that's what it is how did you come to that conclusion we're reversing the burden of proof where that's our lob back uh you know what do you mean by that is is the rejoinder and then they come back with the assertion they're trying to build the the roof and you say well how did you come to that conclusion yeah good and so you know this is these are two very 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 powerful questions and and tactics and not disingenuous. Right, right, exactly. Right. You're, you're having a, com- but you're having a conversation. Right, yeah. It's a dialogue, right? And you're not being mean and ugly and, and, and that sort of thing, right? So when someone says to you, the Bible's been changed so many times, right? <laughs> or uh, you don't need God to have uh, objective morality, right? Or uh, there's an infinite number of universes. Hey, all right. <laughs> and ours just happens, you know, to be one that looks designed, ah, okay. right? Well, we don't need to retreat in silence, yeah. right? Instead, he says, we just raise our eyebrows and say, uh, oh, how'd you come to that conclusion? <laughs> right. Right. And uh, and that then is a is uh, is uh, the second of the uh, Columbo questions 
in terms of reversing the burden of proof right. that he wants us to understand, right? So, how did you come by that conclusion? And what do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, there you go. There's there's the 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 tactic part one and part two. Uh, part three is uh, is the um, uh, kind of going to be a, a clarifying one, and we'll we'll hit the um, the, the the final part uh, to the Colombo questions here. And again, we're 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 um, gathering information. That's that's uh, what our first question does is saying what do you mean by that? And our second one is to reverse the burden of proof. Doesn't allow them to just get away with making a, a an unsubstantiated yeah. claim. How did you come by that conclusion? What do you mean by that? How did you come by the conclusion? Those are the two big um, volleys that, that you're going to um, uh, be suggested to make instead of just jumping right into the, to the, <laughs> China, to, yeah. to the fray. And he says that reversing the burden of proof notice is not a trick to avoid defending our ideas. Uh, when we give opinions, we uh, have to answer for it. Sure, right? right. And just like anybody else. And so he says we have responsibility, but so do they. Right. And that's his point. Right? right. If we make a claim, we have the responsibility to defend it. If they make a claim, they have the responsibility to defend it. So he says, simply ask yourself, did the person give me an argument that is, you know, reasons to believe that the conclusion is true? Or did they just give me an opinion? <laughs> right? And of course, if they give you just an opinion, you want to know, well, what are the reasons why you believe that? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, sort of thing. And so. Uh, he says, when uh, when he answers you, when a person answers you, we need to be alert to the difference between what was what was uh, asked in terms of an argument for their position or just an opinion. And so um, this this question, you know, you know, how did you come to that conclusion? Mm -hmm. Helps us now if we believe they've just given us an opinion and not really an argument to to to, to prove their case, right? Right. Yep. Having a conversation. That's that's the whole point of it. That's what hopefully they're engaging in, and hopefully that's what you're engaging in as well. And uh, again, it's th those, this might be the only um, time that you have with the person. And so clarifying even their position within their own mind might get them to ask those questions as well. And so they might uh, bring that up to you when they meet you on the bus next time. Hey, I, I thought about my Constantine claim before, and you asked, well, how did I come by that? And I just saw it on Joe Rogan, so I decided to do a little bit of research on it, and yeah, I, I was a little bit off on that. So, yeah. so, but, but you know, why so should there's I trust that the rock Bible? in the shoe that yeah. you put there, right. right? And now they it irritated them, and now they have to deal with it, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it for for um for these two chapters, chapter four, and chapter five. Uh, we'll probably do uh, six and seven next time, maybe six, maybe only seven. Again, depends on how much we talk. And uh, hopefully this is uh, beneficial to you. If it is, we'd love you to uh, tell other people about it, to, to share our content uh, uh, for uh, YouTube stuff. Uh, we, we take out uh, clips from the show and make it e easier to digest in, in simple forms to share. Um, it uh, highlights the main points of what we're talking about. So you're even getting a highlight of a highlight because we're highlighting the book. And so, um, you know, we're, 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 we're doing what we can to... to uh, um, blow off the dust of, of these great books that uh, we've been covering and uh, hopefully uh, you've been um, enjoying it. And so, uh, you know, appreciate the likes, the reviews, um, become a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash give the cross. Keep the lights on for a little bit. Keep us uh, swimming in books because uh, 
we don't have enough of them because we don't have all of them. That's why. <laughs> so once we get them all, then then we'll all be good and uh, and and uh, you know we'll we'll sit at home for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so thanks again uh, for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.